Grody. I'm an occupational therapist, Medicare specialist, and the founder of Amplify OT. If you're tuning into this video, welcome. And if you're tuning into my podcast, welcome to the Amplify OT podcast. Now, I'm recording this video because I am launching the Amplify OT membership on January 30th. So it's a brand new product for me, and it's an opportunity to develop a community of engaged occupational therapy advocates and practitioners and students who want to have discussions around Medicare policy, around reimbursement, and learning how to effectively advocate for the high value of services that we provide. And so what I want to talk to you today about is providing a skilled service. And I recorded some videos on this for my Instagram, for my social media a few weeks ago, and clearly they resonated. I will have links to them in the show notes and into my emails, but they resonated with a lot of people, I think because it reframes a message that we hear a lot from our employers. I want you to think back, especially if you've been practicing for a while, think back to before 2019 when PDPM was implemented, 2020 when PDGM was implemented, when most of our services were still really under this fee-for-service model. And what I mean by fee-for-service, I mean that every time we provided a service, we got paid for it. So the incentive of our employer, as well as for the therapist, was to provide more and more therapy because the more therapy we provided, the more money we made. We were cash cows. That's why there were so many investigations into the inappropriate utilization of therapy because they were using therapy as a way to make more money. And to be clear, I don't think that therapists are completely... Um, not at fault for this, right? We can't overprovide therapy if therapists weren't also willing to overprovide the therapy. Now, I totally understand employer pressures and those sorts of things, but I do think we also need to be at least a little bit responsible for our role in the overprovision of therapy, which is part of why we are where we are today. So let's look at today. Today, when we're looking at post-acute care, so I'm talking about long-term care hospitals all the way through home health, majority of the settings that we're in are value-based reimbursement systems. And the reason you're hearing me talk about reimbursement is because the way that we're reimbursed influences what our employers expect of us to produce. If we are reimbursed in a way that we are reimbursed for volume, like in fee-for-service models, then our employers expect us to produce a volume of services. We're going to see that most is in Medicare Part B. And I see people posting every single day with questions about the pressure that they feel, especially in skilled nursing facilities, to pick up Part B patients for three times a week or two times a week or to make sure they go through and do a screen of those long-term care residents to see if anyone's eligible for Part B. And a lot of that is because the more Part B that's provided, the more money they make. Versus in a value-based care system, what they really expect is value. So they want to know the quality over the quantity. They want you to do more and better care with less time. And while I think we all know that that's a good thing, right? That's what we've all been asking for. We've all been asking for to be able to do our jobs ethically and effectively and to be able to utilize our clinical judgment. But the problem is there was never really any real training to help us adjust how we think about providing services from volume-based services to value-based services. So instead, the only message we received was provide the same outcomes, but probably better but with less services. And so I think it comes down to this fundamental question of why do we deserve to get paid? When we're thinking about this, this is what practitioners need to consider is why should you get paid? So put yourself for a second in the shoes of your employer or in the shoes of the nursing director or whomever it is that you talk to. What they want 
is the patient to get dressed, right? Let's say that the goal is for Mrs. Jones to get dressed every single morning and to have a bath Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is the goal. That's the patient's goal. That's the family's goal. The family wants to show up, right? And see that Mrs. Jones has gotten dressed. In that provider's mind, in that director's mind, they are trying to figure out what is the most efficient and effective way to get that patient dressed, have them still get good outcomes, but also make the patient and the family happy. You're thinking about the goal, Mrs. Jones needs to get dressed. Am I going to pay the occupational therapist to help Mrs. Jones get dressed when that's going to cost me, let's say, $40 an hour? Or am I going to pay a CNA to get that patient dressed and it's going to cost me $15 an hour? So if you're looking at that math, that CNA could potentially get three patients dressed for the price of one OT getting a patient or of an OT getting one patient dressed, right? So if you're looking at the math from that financial standpoint, it doesn't always add up. And so we are constantly being asked to justify why is occupational therapy appropriate and why is it different? And if we don't know how to articulate that answer, that's a problem, right? It either means potentially that we aren't actually providing a skilled service, that what we're doing actually isn't replaceable. And sometimes that's the case and that's okay. Not every patient is appropriate for OT, but a lot of times it's not. We know that it's different, I know that what I'm providing is a value. I know that what I'm providing has a fundamental difference in that patient's life and will fundamentally change their overall outcomes across as they continue through the care continuum, as they discharge, as they go home, as they continue on their life, right? Are you ready to take your occupational therapy practice to the next level? Then look no further than the Amplify OT membership. You heard that right, Amplify OT has its very own membership program. This membership is designed to help occupational therapy practitioners just like you stay informed about the latest developments in Medicare and advocacy. You will have exclusive access to resources, webinars, the Mastering OT Policy and Medicare course, Q&A sessions, plus the ability to DM me your questions and get answers fast. But of course, that is not all. As a member, you'll be part of a community of like-minded occupational therapy practitioners who are share their expertise and offer support. So by joining the Amplify OT membership, you'll be able to stay up to date on the latest Medicare regulations and guidelines, learn how to advocate for your patients and your profession, connect with other OT practitioners and students to share your knowledge, and you'll have access to those exclusive resources and webinars so you can reach your full potential as an OT provider. So don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Sign up for the Amplify OT membership today by going to the link in the show notes or amplifyot.com forward slash membership. Don't forget to stay informed and be the change that you want to see in our healthcare system. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by MedBridge, your go-to resource for advancing your occupational therapy career and, of course, getting those necessary CEUs. If you are passionate about staying at the forefront of our field and enhancing your skills, MedBridge is a comprehensive solution. With the MedBridge subscription, you gain access to an extensive library of high-quality live and recorded courses led by industry experts. So stay up to date with the latest advancements in occupational therapy, explore evidence-based practice, and enhance your clinical skills. One reason that I really like and recommend MedBridge is because they have both intervention-based courses and policy and reimbursement-based courses, and that is a rare find in a CEU company. But here's the best part for our OT Amplifiers community. If you use the promo code AMPLIFYOT at checkout, 
you'll unlock an exclusive 40% discount on your MedBridge subscription. Yes, you heard that right, 40% off with the code AmplifyOT, that's A-M-P-L-I-F-Y-O-T. This is a fantastic opportunity to save some money, elevate your practice, and support Amplify OT. So don't miss out on this chance to supercharge your professional development and head over to medbridge.com, use the promo code AmplifyOT, and enjoy the benefits of MedBridge while also supporting AmplifyOT and all the free resources that we produce here, like this podcast. So again, head to medbridge.com, use the code AmplifyOT at checkout, and we also have the link for you in the show notes. I know that what I do matters, but if I can't explain why what I do is worth more than what someone else does, it starts getting us into a difficult problem and it starts getting us into a communication problem because we aren't able to use the same language. And this is what I really struggled with, especially as a new grad, is I would say, well, it's not fair. The patient deserves OT. I know that OT is important. The patient needs occupational therapy. But if I was asked why, I could spew to them oh, you know, occupational therapy works with patients throughout the lifespan. Occupational therapy, we're occupation-based, we're function-focused, we focus on functional cognition. And those were all the words that were important to me, but they weren't always the words that were important to the person sitting across from me. So learning to understand reimbursement, how the system works, quality measures, quality outcomes, thinking about the goals that are important to my manager or to that company, that changed things. That then allowed me to say, hey, Occupational therapy can help you ensure that you're receiving accurate reimbursement because I'm able to help make sure that there are accurate scores on those admission assessments, which help influence your reimbursement. Occupational therapy services can help improve outcomes in quality measurement because a lot of quality measures are focused on function. And if you have poor outcomes, then that's reported publicly. And so patients aren't going to want to come here. Hospitals aren't going to want to refer to you. So that's going to impact your bottom line. But also in a lot of facilities where there's value-based purchasing, if you have poor quality outcomes, you're going to have a penalty versus if you have high quality outcomes, you potentially have a payment incentive. So there is actually ways that therapy can influence reimbursement, but it's just not as direct and it's more complicated than it was before. So if you're wondering, okay, what is that? Where am I going with all of this? What I'm saying is, is we need to understand on a fundamental level why it is that occupational therapy practitioners OTAs, OTs, why we deserve to get paid over another discipline. And it doesn't just have to be under over a CNA or a nurse tech. They may also want to know, why should I choose an OT versus a PT for that position? Why should I choose an OT maybe versus a nurse for that position? If it's case management, if it's opening the Oasis in home health, we need to be able to articulate in an effective and clear way why it should be me why it should be occupational therapy, why what we're doing is providing the highest value. And a lot of that is learning how to speak the same language as management, as policymakers. And a lot of that comes from understanding the policy, which is why I started Amplify OT. Because I found that the more I learned about reimbursement, the more I learned about policy, the more I learned how to go to the source, whether that be AOTA or the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, Whatever it was, the more I learned how to do that, the more effectively I was able to advocate and convince that person to agree with me, to convince that person that occupational therapy is right for them. And that didn't just apply to 
my manager to my employer, it also helped me communicate with my patients because they ask you all the time, right? Will insurance cover this? Or what does this mean? Or will I have access to therapy? Or how much therapy am I going to get? They ask us that question all the time. And I know how terrible it feels to not know the answer or to not be able to help guide them in the right direction and to say something like, oh, just talk with your case manager right? We want to be able to help them. That's why we got into this profession. I don't know a single OT or OTA who got into occupational therapy because they thought they were going to make a million dollars. No, all of us got into it because we want to provide the best care to our patients. And a key part of that is considering financing, which includes reimbursement, accurate documentation, accurate billing, all of the kind of not fun stuff, the stuff that's not as sexy as learning the new intervention or how to test a rotator cuff. I get it. Fortunately for you, I love this stuff and I love breaking it down and putting it in a way that's easy for practitioners to understand because this is content for OT practitioners created by an OT, which is why I started the Amplify OT membership because I love the occupational therapy community because we are all experts on occupational therapy and we can all come together to support each other in a community base as well as through access to resources like my podcast, my blog, and my courses, all of which are included in the Amplify OT membership. So to sign up for the Amplify OT membership, cart opens on January 30th. You can get on the wait list now to get early access and a discount code at amplifyot.com forward slash membership. And stay tuned for episode two, where I go a little bit more into detail to what exactly it means to provide a skilled service. So to summarize what this video is all about, why it's important to understand Medicare and why it's important to understand policy is because fundamentally we need to be able to answer the question, why should you get paid? Why is occupational therapy the right intervention at this time? Why should I spend my money on OT? Because it is not always free and it's definitely not always cheap. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening and I will see you in video two. And I also will see you in the Amplify OT membership. If you made it this far, I want to just take a moment to say thank you so much for listening to the Amplify OT podcast, and I hope you're feeling a little more inspired and prepared to amplify your value and the value of occupational therapy. If you found yourself at any point thinking, gosh, I guess policy isn't that dull and boring, then you're definitely going to love how we talk about policy and advocacy in the Amplify OT membership. There's a link in the show notes where you can sign up today so you can take an immediate next step towards emerging as a confident clinician. And of course, don't forget to follow the Amplify OT podcast so that way you never miss an episode. And you know, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and leave us a five-star review because that's the best way to help others find the podcast too. And of course, thank you so much to Jessica Riccio for editing this podcast and for all of you for giving me a reason to record it. You're now officially part of the OT Amplifier community and you are now prepared to go out there and advocate for OT because remember, if we don't advocate for occupational therapy, then who will?